0: This week on Business Mike, the business of expression. My guest today is Alex Okoroji. She's a Nigerian actress, writer, TV personality, podcaster, and self-help mentor. In today's show, Alex shares her inspiration for starting the Naked Movement, which inspires people to accept their vulnerability, imperfection, and flaws for building more awareness and genuine transformation. All this and more next on Business Mike
1: you're listening to the business Mike podcast amazing interviews with inspiring entrepreneurs for more amazing interviews go to www.businessmike.com or download our podcast every monday from pod africa
0: hello and welcome to another episode of business mike my name is dowdy mugabi and joining me today is alex okoroji alex welcome to the show
1: hi dowdy thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show i am so excited to be coming to you all the way from Lagos in Nigeria thank you so much for being so amazing
0: right and for those that don't know about your work can you just let us know a little bit about yourself and what you do
1: well, I am an actress and I am a writer, a talk radio host, a speaker, an author and so many things I don't know. I'm a mom. But um you know, it it gets very uncomfortable for me when I have to realize all these different things. It kind of feels like show off in a sense. But the truth is, you know, most people refer to me as a media personality and some, you know, as a creative, but the I I actually refer to myself as an expressionist, and I use that word because I just kind of feel like everything I do is really about expressing myself and you know advocating expression and using that as a medium or using different mediums of the art really to empower people to leave their best you know leave their authentic best and and that's really what I do so whether it's in front of the camera as an actor or on radio you know talking and speaking with others or you know through my writing. Um, I just use all these different platforms to empower people, really.
0: Right. Now, um, you're a podcaster. You have a podcast show called The Naked Talk. I must point out that this is the second time we're recording this actual episode. Earlier on, we had a problem (laughs) with the the network. And uh, it's given me an opportunity to ask this question now about podcasting. What experience Mm -hmm. did you have? Was there a guest you had on your show or something that you experienced through the podcast that made you appreciate this medium of communication?
1: Well, yeah, you know, every time I, you know, every time as a host, every time I speak to someone, there is always something special about it. You know, for me, like, I don't always feel like each conversation is the same. Like, all conversations are different because, first of all, you're meeting different people. And, you know, podcasting is such a great medium to connect with, you know, people uh, and share in their story and their journey and also share in their expertise and, you know, gain a lot of information that is valuable to you as the host, but also valuable to your listeners. And, you know, build... Some sort of a relationship or connection but I, you know there's some people that i have connected with and i'm thinking oh my goodness if not for podcasting how would i have met them right you think it's so a it's such a great medium and even at that just being able to do it from africa you know we do have that is i think probably one of the biggest highlights the fact that you're hosting a show from africa and you can reach people from around the world um A lot of influencers and experts and stuff like that, but also having to manage technical issues, you know, like that is a reality. We can't, we can't avoid that. We're in Africa and technology is still, you know, like example, the internet, but it's still a luxury in the sense. And so I remember having one show like that where I had this British rock singer (laughs) on my show and because it's a live show, we kept going off and on and on and, and oh my God, it was frustrating, but it's it, for me, it was still I think it was an exercise and challenge, actually, you know, it was an exercise in challenge. and challenge. he was surprised that we still pulled the show because it got to the point where I was like, you know you I'm almost saying, you know what maybe we should do some other time but we but no, but we still did, and he was so surprised but proud, and it was one of those shows where technically. You know there was all that breaks and stuff, but because I call it the naked, like I left like 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 I didn't edit it out because I like my show being unscripted, right? So I feel like it takes away the natural flavor of. The, re- the realness of it, you know, when you now now, ed- you know, cover it up and all of that, and it's no longer, it's now what, but I like that, and I put it out there and told everybody, you know what, it's not, like, technically great, but I love talking to this person. So, yes, there are people that, you know, you speak to in parts of the world that you yourself haven't been to, and you're people who are doing things that you can't even believe, like amazing things or who have been through amazing challenges that you can't even imagine yourself. You know, I had a blind blogger on my show and I, you know, Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's one I can talk about. I've had a blind blogger on my show. He's known as a blind blogger and he's an amazing, he's the author of two books and he's a speaker and he's just a super amazing person. But you said something about podcasting. How would I have met a blind blogger in somewhere in Texas if I didn't have that medium, but just the the ability that he can do what he's doing and not allow the fact that he can't see. you know That's hard, I mean, as a writer, you wanna see what you're writing right, but you run a blog and you're the author of two books, but then there are people who have their sights who want to do those things, but have so many excuses why they can't do it. But here's a person who has the one number one excuse that can stop him from writing a book or stop him from running a blog, who isn't allowing that excuse stop him. I think those are some of the beautiful moments that you realize when you connect to people like that. Um, now, you have obviously your
0: talk show called The Naked Talk, as well as a book out called The Naked Truth. Both have the, the word mm-hmm. naked in there. So what is the <laughs> meaning of, of naked?
1: Well, you know, I've, you know, somehow in the last two years, I've created a naked brand, you know, from so many different things. But naked really is about revealing right? It's, you know, kind of a revelation of truth in a sense. It's revealing who you really are, Um, stripping down the lies and the cover-ups and and limiting beliefs and presenting yourself just the way you are, not being afraid to be vulnerable, not being afraid to be honest, not being afraid to be transparent, not being afraid to allow people in the world to see who you really are. And when I say that, it, it could be so many things. It might just be your truth. It might be authenticity it might be able to build trust but it might also be able to reveal the shine that you have that has been covered by the piles of the negatives the no's the you know you're not going to do well and all those things that you've been fed with growing up and all the excuses, right? So in 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 the natural sense, when you think of the word naked, you think you're stripped bare, revealing no barriers, no cover-ups, no lies, and that's what it is. And I held onto that philosophy really after my own personal challenge. You know, having been, you know, I got married, and I was married to another actor from another West African country, from Ghana, and that marriage not going. You know, it didn't work out. It failed. You know, I moved back with my child, and having to figure out how to restart my life, you know, as an actress who couldn't stop booking jobs anymore because there are new faces in the, you know, it was just how was I going to reconnect to my old life? You know, I put on a little bit of weight. I wasn't as skinny as I used to be. And you know, some people like it, but, you know, the thing is, there was change in so many ways. And how was I going to adapt to that change? I needed to have the real talk with myself. You know, I needed to tell myself the truth, tell myself where my weaknesses are and what my flaws are and my imperfections are and accept them and embrace them and maybe use them as a tool to get the things that I want. So for me, being naked is really being able to accept those flaws and weaknesses and understand that perfection is a myth, you know? And that's what I built a brand around. So it started with the blog, Alexandra and Her Naked Thoughts, and, you know, I started journaling to go through my try moments. You know, I couldn't share the truth. I couldn't tell anybody what was going on with me because I was worried about the media. You know, the media was writing stuff and there's that perception that actors don't keep their marriages. And you know, there's all that judgment going. And so the only person I could trust at the time was myself. So I started journaling and I was writing my thoughts and my feelings and that gave birth to me one day being bold. And I think that's what Naked is as well, being bold and being brave. And I put it out there, I put it on Facebook and people started reading and commenting and going, you're so courageous, you're so this, you're so that. And it got to the point where someone said, you don't need to start a blog. (laughs) If you don't do it, I'm going to block you. And so I went ahead to start that blog and that blog gave birth to the radio show, which is pretty much taking the philosophy but putting it on a medium where people can hear because not everybody reads, right? So... That, you know, gave birth to the blog and then to webinars and to all the other things, you know, from the book to the radio to the, there's just so much, so much naked stuff going around. So really, that's how it came about challenge, you know, so you find the best things in during your challenging times.
0: Right. Now, earlier on, you mentioned the uh, blind blogger. Now, Even yourself, you're really busting all the myths and excuses that people might have because you're a single mother and Uh -uh. you have a podcast, you've written a book, you Uh have a movement going Uh on. So how on earth Uh do you manage to do all these things and remain sane?
1: Daldi, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's like, and you know what? The truth is, you know, when people ask me that, and I hear that all the time, I mean, how do you do all this? this is it? You're so busy. Sometimes I barely sleep. I sleep like three hours or four hours a day. It's not so great for me, but I love it. And here's how you manage to do things. When you're doing something you really love, does that say that you never have to work a day in your life, right? Okay, we know realistically that's not true. You really have to work to gain anything you have. But the thing is that it doesn't feel like stress, because you're doing something that feels natural to you. You're doing something that is your purpose and you're doing something that is your calling. It's a gift. So it's if I was doing something that I didn't like or I wasn't enjoying, then I would be so stressed out. But because I'm doing things that feel very second nature to me, it doesn't really feel like stress. It feels like I'm having a good time. I'm living my life. They're part of me. It's like I feel like I'm no longer complete without all these different compartments and elements. That's they are what actually makes me Alex Okurji in a sense. So um That's how I manage it, knowing that you have to do what you have to do. You have to show up. That's it. Like, you have no excuses, you know. You either want to influence and impact the world like you say you want to and do all the things that will help you achieve that or don't bother. So, um, that's it. I just show up. I do what I have to do. And I enjoy doing it.
0: Right now, obviously, you're living the life that you wanted to live. You're you're living your purpose and, you know, following Uh your true calling. and. uh You mentioned that you have so many talents, there's so many people out there who are trying to find their true calling and perhaps they're doing something they're good at, but it's not necessarily uh-huh. something that they are meant to be doing. Uh-huh. So from your experience, what, what, how can you advise or guide people that are trying to find their true purpose in life? How, how can they find that North Star, so to speak?
1: Well, you know, I, I mean, you, this thing's a really, first of all, you, how does it make you feel? Right. How does it make you feel? How does what you're doing make you feel? If it feels like stress, if it feels like it's too much of an effort, then it probably isn't your purpose. Like that's it. Like it comes down to that. If it feels like it's, you know how I I said to someone that, you know how you can find peace in chaos? Like even when nothing is perfect or it's not the perfect scenario or the perfect circumstances, but because you love what you're doing, it just feels right. Right? So if what you're doing isn't make it doesn't feel if it doesn't feel right, like if it feels like it's too much of an effort, it's too much work, you're constantly complaining, then it's not what you're called for. Maybe it's what you're paid for, but it's not what you're called for. So you have to find what you're called for because if you wake me up at 2 a.m. and tell me I have to do a show, or if you wake me up at 2 a.m. and tell me I need to be somewhere that I feel I would be, like, because it's what I love doing, right? But if you called me at 2 a.m. for something I don't, I'm gonna like why would you like I would feel like you know, you're so inconsiderate and I, I would feel frustrated. But when I'm doing something that I can wake up anytime, I can stay up anytime, I can do whatever I need to do because it's something that I love. So the, you know, three questions I would say, how does it make you feel? Do you feel stressed out? If you feel stressed out, then it probably isn't something that you're called, you know, you're made for. Um, you know, how do you feel about it? What impact is it? You Because know, another thing is about impact is it providing solution you have to ask yourself, you know, and that's the truth, because when we're doing something that is tied to our purpose, it means that it has to add value to somebody else out there. Is it adding value to just you and nobody else out there? You have to. Those are the two things I ask myself, you know, this thing I'm going to do. How does it add value to someone other than me? Right. So um, with your purpose, if you're if you're comfortable with something It would feel good all around, even when it's not working, even on bad days, even when the money isn't coming in or even when the technology is acting up or even when whatever is happening, it still feels right because it's what you're made for.
0: Right. And I think another way of answering that question could be if you had all the money in the world and you had shelter and you had Mm. food, what would you be doing? The one thing you don't need to be paid to be doing every day. That probably would be the answer to that question.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's true. You you know, you're very correct. You put it aptly, like, really, what else would you be doing? You know, if you stripped down all of those things and you took them, you know, took them away or what else would you be doing? Really? What would you rather be doing? And and, and that's it, really. You're correct. I agree 100% with you.
0: Right. Now, I just want to touch on your book, The Naked Truth. Um, You shared a story okay. with us of, of what inspired you to start the Naked Movement. Mm-hmm. But what about the book itself? What's mm-hmm. it about? And what was the inspiration behind it?
1: Well, I mean, the book really came from me writing The Naked Shit really came from me wanting to call a bit of awareness to people. You know, I, I found that, that a lot of us uh, you know, living in a society that expects perfection, right? A society that creates a standard that is almost unrealistic in a sense. And so many people... Uh, not leaving their truth in a sense, right? Because we're constantly lying to ourselves and we're constantly seeking perfection instead of excellence. We are unaware or we, you know, somehow diminish the fact that we're all flawed and we all have weaknesses and we all have challenges, but how do we embrace those things and use those challenges as a stepping board to get to where we need to go? And so the you know the naked truth was really highlighting you know truths in career, in love, in life, in sex, and in reinvention of self that we all have to. And the only way you can reinvent yourself and and accept and embrace challenges, sorry, and embrace change is by accepting challenges, right? So the naked truth was having that real talk, and I use myself as a personal example. I knew at a point in my relationship that that relationship wasn't going to work. Right. But somehow, because everybody thought we looked good together because there's this society expectation of, oh, you guys look so great together. You guys, you sort of drowned the signs and you closed your eyes, to the signs that were there, that you knew for certain that this thing wasn't going to work. But somehow you drowned, you you sort of turned a blind eye to those things because, well, you wanted to fit the expectations that society had of of me of us, in a sense, and it's like you're driving a car and you know you have a flat tire, but somehow you're telling yourself that flat tire is gonna get you to where you're going rather than change or're running on hope like like it's and it's what we all do like rather than accept that truth and tell yourself the honest truth like if you're naked and, and and that's where it comes from you know how you can powder up and you can make up and you can cover up and you can put layers and layers and layers of clothes but when you and I use this you know when you go into, your own space or you go into the bathroom and you're faced with the real nakedness, your real truth. No amount of water or whatever it is can wash off those scars or those, that is your truth. And so if we all at every point in our lives tell ourselves the truth about, you know, our our career, like this thing I'm doing, is this something that I really enjoy? Why don't I try something that I love, right? You know, like lots of times people will start something, for example, a business, a vision that isn't theirs, Like, it's a borrowed vision because everybody else is doing it. I want to do it too. Is it going to work for you? Is it something you love doing two years from now? What if you're not making profit? Like, how honest are you with yourself? A relationship. Ask yourself, you know, is this a person I want to be with? Or am I being good enough for this person? You know, what are my flaws and my weaknesses? What can I leave with? What can I not leave with? Like, we feel, I feel like we don't have those conversations because we live in a society where people want to make up, people want to powder up, people want to be what people expect of them and not who they really are. So that's where the book came from.
0: Yeah, and just to add to that, I think the worst thing as an individual that you can do is to tell yourself a lie and actually believe it. That's really, really dangerous.
1: (laughs) And there's so many people who are doing that, like so many people who believe, you know, their own lie. And I say you can lie to everybody, but not yourself. So, but there are people who actually really do tell themselves, you know, I'm this... And they believe it, like, oh, yeah, I can sing, but you probably can't even hold a note. But then somehow they've bought into that, and it's what stops them, you know, from just going, getting to where they really need to go to. Um, nobody's perfect. You know, I looked at myself and say, okay, let me give you an example. I'm sure your listeners can probably tell I'm a talker. I talk a lot. <laughs> like, right? They can tell that. And that could have been something that, oh, it not could have. While I was growing up, that was something that seemed like a flaw. Like oh she's chappy chappy you know she talks ah, yeah Miss Talker talkative talker you know all these kind of things that people say and then you really think it's negative, but how did I now turn that in a sense to be something that has become positive for me? Okay so talker 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 and talker 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 becomes queen of talk in a sense right? So how about I host my own show and I can talk for as long as I want to, and use that talking or that gift of gap in a sense to bless other people and influencers. So again, you can look at your flaws and challenges and say, I may not be good at this thing, but how can I turn that thing that looks like a flaw to something that becomes something I can use to grow?
0: Right, and I just I just want to supplement what you've said with a business example. There was a bar uh, somewhere in the US that was located around a drawbridge of ships and boats. So the disadvantage it had, it was that when people are in the bar, every almost every 30 minutes when the ship is passing by, there's this loud bell that would sound and it would disrupt everything happening in the bar. So people looked at that as a negative thing, but just like you said, the bar somehow managed to spin that around. So what they did is they put a signpost uh, at the entrance and said, every time the bell rings, the drinks are at half price. So now, people <laughs> look forward to the bell ring. It's no longer it's an inconvenience. It's, it's something they look forward to. And that's an example of how you can turn a weakness or a negative thing into something positive.
1: You know, you, you just said that, right? And that is so brilliant. I'll give you an example. I'm hanging out right now at um, an entertainer's retreat somewhere in the outskirts of Lagos, like with other entertainers, actors and musicians and all. And where we are is this beautiful, fantastic place called Holmesworth. But here's the funny thing. The first time I got there... It was in an outskirts, like totally out of you know the main city and all of that. And you're saying, "Oh my god, I wish it wasn't so far." But I said to them, "Hey, yes, it looks like it's so far because it's not central. It's not in the hub where the commercial hub of the town. But you know what? That could be your selling points. The fact that people want to go away. If you want to get away, and you want to go away from the you know from the noise and the hustle, and uh, that's where to go to. So I've learned how to use my weakness as something that becomes." my USP, like my selling point, in a sense, you know, I remember I say something now, let's even say this as a podcaster. One of the t- tips or the tricks that I use, or not tricks, but tips sorry, that I use to book guests on my show is when I, you know, if I send it, most times now I get pitches actually, but you know, when I first started and I sent pitches to someone I think is fascinating, I want to have them as a guest on my show. And I would go, you know, if you, I would like to have you on my show. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a podcast host in Africa, and if you'd like to connect your message and your product to people in Africa, right? The catch is, I'm in Africa, and the average international person or Florida doesn't have an audience in Africa, right? Even as a guest on other shows, it's more like if you want an international guest, well, I'm great. You know, the point is, what could have seemed like okay. <laughs> you're in Nigeria, who could possibly, you know, like some of these people don't have any contact with anybody in Nigeria or have never really had any relationship with anyone in Nigeria. But you're using that as a catch because they don't and they're looking forward to that. And so in my, for the average African who feels like, you know, you need to migrate, you need to leave there, you need to do this to be able to create impact. You can actually create impact from anywhere you are. Just do it from your space, in that little corner where you are and find out how to use that little thing that seems like my beer floor. To be something that totally, you know, puts you out there. So everyone wants to go because, well, she, you know, I've never been on a show in Africa. I'd like to be on her show. So it might seem like a diminutive, you know, like a very diminutive, um, whatever, being an African because they've been on top podcasts on iTunes and stuff like that. But hey, how many of them have been on the show in Africa? So that is a plus, you know. So.
0: Um, This is the final question. If you were cast away to a desert island and you could only take one of each, what book would you take with you? What movie would you take with you? And what song?
1: Oh, Oh my God. I've never been so... Oh, my goodness. This is really... Oh, my God. This is... Oh, God. This is weird. Can I... I If I were to take one book and song, You know, it's so weird because you're asking the person who reads, like, how many books a month and how many Like, every song is my favorite song. <laughs> like, every song is my favorite song. Every book is my, like, it's weird. Okay, you know what? Can I take an iPad with internet so I can have everything? <laughs> that would be, so I can, you know, I'll say, okay, you know, what? let me take an iPad instead with internet so I can have every book and music and whatever I want. <laughs> with that pass. There's no
0: internet connection on the island.
1: Okay, well there may not be internet connection on the island, so I can have an iPad with, you know, all the books I want downloaded and music and everything. <laughs> that's really, that's 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 my Igbo sense. I come from a part in Nigeria where they say they have Igbo sense. That's my Igbo sense. Like, you know, like I don't have I don't want one book and on one one. Well, okay, let me let me be serious. Um one book.
0: Dowdy, <sighs> that's Oh, oh, let me let me let me phrase it another way. What book would you gift someone if, say, you have a loved one and you're trying to give them one book, one movie, and, and 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 a song maybe that you'd like to dedicate to them? What would that be?
1: Okay, no, I know the book that I would give. If I were to give someone, I would give a book by a friend of mine, Nina Bingham, and it's called "Once the Storm Is Over." I would give her that book. Once the storm is over, um, it's a um, It's a true story. It's based on a true story. But I feel like everything that she navigated can help somebody navigate their own life. Her own teenage daughter committed suicide. Her teenage daughter committed suicide. And um, that book was written right after that. So, you know, it helps you deal with loss and challenges. Her daughter had mental health issues. That would be the book that I would say to someone to have once the storm is over by Nina Bingham. So that's for book. Do I need to answer for music? Yeah, yeah. Because, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> One song that I would ask people to uh, to listen to. Oh, my goodness. This is weird because I love, like, oh, my God. How do you put me on the hot spot? One song I would love to. Oh, my God. This is so hard. I can't believe this is so hard. You know, it's so, oh, jeez. Okay. um, Maybe something by, uh, maybe something. Oh, my God. That's weird. Maybe maybe an album by India Irie. Or Maxwell or God I probably would mention you so many names. Like that's weird. Like Oh oh my god. Oh, god. This is not fair. This is not fair, Daddy. You put me on the hospital This is a good one. This is a very good one. I'm never speechless. Like this is like totally tough. Oh jeez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. At least you've given us some albums. So that, that that should cover it pretty much, yeah. So so lastly, how can people connect with you? Obviously, you have a podcast. I'm sure there's some people who would like to listen to you more. And I, as I mentioned before we started recording, I listened to your most recent um, interview, and your guest was very, very emotional and very powerful. I really enjoyed it. And I'd encourage other people to listen to it because, as you said, it's a naked talk. People go deep, deep down, and they talk about things that you normally wouldn't hear others talk about. All the insecurities securities all the vulnerabilities there so how can people find out about that uh, podcast as well as how can they get your book how can they connect with you elsewhere on the internet
1: well, they can connect with me. The easiest way to connect with me is on my website. They can go to www.alexakurji.me. Um, they can connect with the blog there, the radio show, the book, everything. So if they go to alexakurji and Alex is A L E X, O K O R O J I.me, me as in M E, then, you know, they can find out everything. I think that's the easiest place to go to and they can connect with me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere as Alex Kurji. I guess that's the easiest
0: <laughs> right so once again thank you alex so much for joining us today on business mike and sharing your story as always uh we're very very happy for you and excited to connect with you in the future
1: thank you so much D, for having me on business mike this has been such a pleasure talking to you and i've been so excited yay i'm in uganda <laughs> and all over the world thank you so much dowdy Thanks for listening to the
0: Business Mike podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to listen to more episodes just like this one, simply go to businessmike.com. I would love to hear from you. So if you've got any questions or feedback, you can reach me on Twitter at daudi mogabi, on Facebook at Business Mike or email that's dowdy at businessmike.com. Don't forget, we have a brand new episode every Monday. And until then, take care.